Welcome back to this week's episode of the One Play Sports Podcast. My name is David Hevener, and I'm the host of the show. I am really excited to announce that I have my first ever interview with a professional athlete for this week's episode. But before I get into that interview, I quickly want to recap what's been going on in the sports world this past week. MLB baseball is officially back as spring training started this past Sunday. It is definitely great to see the players back on the diamond with fans back in the stands, even if it's at a limited capacity right now. College basketball will be heading to conference tournament time within the upcoming weeks. The NCAA has also allowed conferences to have the option of not holding conference tournaments and just giving the automatic NCAA tournament bids to the regular season champion of the conference. That decision is going to be made up by the conference, though, just with whatever they feel like would be best. The NBA is also coming up on their all-star festivities, which will be held on March 7th in Atlanta, Georgia. All of the events will be held on Sunday night with the skills challenge and the three-point contest starting at 6.30 before the game, which is going to tip off around 8 p.m. The dunk contest will also be held at halftime of the all-star game. LeBron James and Kevin Durant will be the team captains and they will choose their squads in a televised event on March 4th. Some shocking news came out of the NFL yesterday as J.J. Watt announced on his social media that he would be signing with the Arizona Cardinals and reuniting with his former Texans teammate DeAndre Hopkins. J.J. Watt spent the previous 10 seasons within the Houston Texans organization and became the face of that franchise. Free agency is right around the corner. And I would expect a lot of moves to be made around the NFL this offseason. And especially with changes being made at the quarterback position, it's going to be very interesting to see what rosters look like when it comes to week one of the regular season. The NHL is also halfway through their season as well. They are not doing an all-star event this weekend with the COVID-19 pandemic going on and travel restrictions between Canada and the United States and vice versa. The Tampa Bay Lightning and Florida Panthers are tied on top of the Central Division with 29 points. The Florida Panthers have really been one of the big surprises of this year so far. It's going to be interesting to see if they can keep up that pace as they make a push for the playoffs. The Washington Capitals are leading in the Eastern Division with 28 points, and the Bruins are two points behind them with 26. The Vegas Golden Knights lead the Western Division with 25 points. And to wrap it up, the Toronto Maple Leafs are leading the All-Canadian Division with a league-best 34 points. That's what's been going on in the sports world this past week. And with that being said, let's get into the interview.
I am super excited to be interviewing my first professional athlete for this week's episode. Scotty James played for three seasons as part of the Liberty Flames basketball program under head coach Richie McKay. During his time with the Flames, the team went to three straight conference championship games and even had two bids to the NCAA tournament. Scotty is currently a power forward for the Gießen 46ers in Gießen, Germany, and has recently also become a new girl dad to his daughter Mia with his wife Delaney. Please welcome to the show, Scotty. James. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Great to be here. Hey, Scotty, can you tell the listeners a little bit about yourself so they can get to know you a little bit? Yeah, for sure. Um, like you said, um, was a went to Liberty for four years, redshirted my um, first year there after transferring. And then uh, actually during the tournament time, around that time, um, my wife and I found out that uh, we were pregnant. And then we moved to Germany in September. My wife had the baby in October. So it was like a pretty quick turnaround for us. She was so amazing in that process. Um, she was flying over here at, uh, I think it was 34 weeks pregnant. Um, and then obviously going into a foreign place, not to mention COVID and all those um, uncertainties. So definitely want to praise her for that. Um, like you said, um, I'm playing for the, in my rookie season, playing for the Gießen 46ers. They're in the BBL, which is a uh, German's top league. Um, and it's a super professional physical league. Um, super blessed to be able to um, be playing a part of that. And then just uh, kind of going from there. So was the dream always to play professional basketball growing up or did you want to do something else? And like, did you play in other sport, any other sports growing up? Yeah. So um, I played baseball and uh, basketball growing up, like when I was really young. Um, and then once I got into middle school and stuff like that, I didn't, I stopped playing baseball, focused on basketball and I actually played football um, for one year during middle school, um, but didn't really feel like that's what the trajectory I wanted to go towards. So I just played um, basketball for the rest of middle school and for high school. Um, and back to the first part of the question, yeah, it's always what I've wanted to do. My dad was a professional basketball player and um, still plays uh, to this day. So I've always been uh, hooping with him and my uh, little brother um, all the time. And that's kind of just always been my dream just to play professionally and play, or play collegiately and then play uh, professionally. Um, so, yeah, it's always been um, something that I've dreamt of doing. Do you have a current favored NBA team? And then do you have somebody that you model your game specifically after? So my favorite team is the Lakers. Um, I've always been a LeBron fan um, since since he came into the league. So I pretty much just, I was a Cavs fan and a Heat fan and a Cavs fan and a Lakers fan. Uh, so I guess I'm more so of a LeBron fan than a Lakers fan, but for sure rooting for them. Um, and then growing up, a couple of players that I kind of like tried to feel like I could be comparable to would be like Kevin Love and then also uh, Steven Adams. Kevin Love, just because of his ability to stretch the court um, and, and his passing ability um, and everything like that. And then with Steven Adams, just the how hard he plays and um, going for offensive rebounds and um, stuff like that. So that's where those are the kind of two, two of the players that I like to mold my game after. And I guess some have always said is uh, trying to mold my I guess like my transition game after LeBron, just uh, trying to finish around the rim like him and stuff like that. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, I love Steven Adams. He's a he's a hilarious dude and a uh, yeah, he's awesome yes, for sure. <laughs> love the accent and the the mustache too. Um, yeah. <laughs> you wear number thirty one currently, and you wore number thirty one at Liberty as well. How long have you worn that number, and do you wear that number for a specific reason? Yeah, so I wore number. 24 actually in um, high school 
um, and then in my first year at Bradley. But when I got to Liberty, um, they had a player that was wearing 24. Um, so I was kind of like, all right, well, I'll just pick a different number. Uh, I sat out my first year and kind of like thought about it. And I realized like I kind of wanted to have like a purpose behind like what my number meant. So I chose number 31 after my uh, life verse, which is First Corinthians uh, 10, 31, which says, whatever you do, do it all to the glory of God. So that's kind of like where I wanted to kind of, I guess, like have that reminder always when I'm wearing my jersey, just um, making sure that I'm using my platform to uh, honor and glorify him. That's awesome. You previously mentioned before coming to Liberty, you spent a year at Bradley University, which is another Division One program in Illinois. What led you to go there and how was your experience there? Um, yeah, so I had um, a few different um, offers after my senior year um, and then went to visit a school in North Carolina and then ended up visiting uh, Bradley the weekend the, uh, on the same weekend and just really liked the campus. Uh, one of the one of the main factors outside of basketball, they had a really good um, engineering program. Um, and that's something that I was kind of interested in, just I'm more of like a math brain, I guess. Uh, so I started in mechanical engineering over there. And then the coaching staff and just like the facilities and stuff I felt really comfortable with. They were um, super um, supportive of like my game and stuff like that. And obviously we're really high on me and told me that I was going to be this great player and stuff like that. So it's kind of like um, their belief in me, I guess, as well. And then you ended up transferring to Liberty after or your first season at Bradley. What ended up leading you to transfer to Liberty? And like what stood out about Liberty from all the other programs that you could have transferred to? Yeah. So when I was starting that process, there wasn't there wasn't any um I guess, bad blood between Bradley and I. Um, they pretty much just told me that they felt like it might be better for me um, to to move on from Bradley just because of the recruiting class that they had coming in and then as well as some of the players that they already had. Um, they felt like I wasn't going to be able to get a lot of minutes. So um, when I was looking at different schools, I wanted to make sure that I was, um, I guess, really focused on building a relationship with the head coach because when I went to Bradley, I had um, a good connection with one of the assistant coaches and the head coach. I didn't really talk to that that much before. So I think for me going out again um, was just trying to find a good relationship with the head coach, somebody who believed in me as the head coach, because that's ultimately who's making the big decisions and playing time and all that stuff. And so my mom actually taught at Liberty. So she kind of like knew about Liberty and actually sent in my like highlight tape to the coaches and they ended up seeing it and were like, Oh, Hey, let's bring this kid in for a visit. So I came in for a visit and really loved the facilities. Uh, everything was way better than what I was expecting it would be just because I kind of had had felt like it would be like a really small school just because of, I guess how I envisioned it. So once I got there and talked to the coaches and everything, I really fell in love with the school and the idea of going there. Coach McKay was um, super, super high on me, but also something that I really loved about him was he wasn't like just there to try to gas me up and like say like, oh, you're the you're the greatest player ever. Like you got to come here. Uh, he was more so like, listen, like we we really want you to come here, but we don't want this to just be like oh yeah, I guess I'll go to Liberty. Like he wants to make sure that um, I was led to go there by uh, by God and just that that's where I wanted to be. Not like, okay, I'll just settle with Liberty type of thing. And he wasn't like just gassing me up and telling me how great I was and stuff. Like obviously he knew my game and was high on my game and stuff, but um, he wasn't like trying to put unrealistic thoughts on how I would perform there and stuff like that. So 
um, just his honesty and, and everything was just super eye-opening for me just because during that process, like, obviously he's wanting me to go there. So he, it would be easy for him just to say what I wanted to hear. Um, but he was just really honest with me and stuff. So that was that was big and just building that relationship with him. And you also previously mentioned that you redshirted your sophomore year. How yep. much did that sitting out of season play into your development that you became the next three years at your time at Liberty? Yeah, I would say for me, it was um, super vital just because um, I kind of developed later, I guess. I was I was um, I grew later. So just being able to catch up to my body, just put on some good muscle mass and just really just work on other parts of my game that I really hadn't put too much work into uh, was super, super important for me. I think it's uh, something that everybody should definitely consider to do. Some people don't need to do it. Um, some people are, are like have already developed enough to where they can they can go ahead and play. But I definitely think it's something that everybody should consider to do just because, like I said, like it was vital for for my improvement and just uh, putting myself in the position to be able to produce when, in those um, scenarios. So in your first season, you guys lose on a buzzer beater at Radford in the baseball championship game. What was it like to be back in the same spot the following year against Lipscomb, who's kind of your new rival in the ASUN conference, but you guys ended up winning that game? Like, what, what was that feeling like? Yeah, I mean, for, for my sophomore season, um, we really didn't play as well during the conference season as we felt like we should have. So it was really, it was really cool to see how we kind of came together um, during that conference tournament and towards the end of the season, um, knocking off a few of the top seeded teams. So just, just that game was like super heartbreaking just because we felt like we felt like we were right there. Obviously just that, just that one shot, just away from being able to play the tournament for the first time. Uh, but I really do think that that just made that next year, it made us more hungry. Um, and just like, since we had had that experience the year before of going through the tournament and seeing how, how quickly it can just like be there and then not be there. Um, that kind of just like gave us the, um, it just gave us that experience that we needed. And then going into that game, uh, versus Lipscomb, obviously they were super, super good team. Um, had a lot of good players on the team. Um, we had split during the regular season. So that was, that, I think that was really important for us. Um, just being able to go through that experience the year before um, and then get there again the following year and just be able to uh, have that experience to really just um, propel ourselves up. Yeah, you had mentioned that you guys split during the regular season because I remember the first game against Lipscomb was in Lynchburg at Liberty. The Vines was packed yeah. and it was a really like you guys lost pretty badly. How much of that game was kind of like a turning point in the season for you guys? Yeah, for sure. Um, we so we were really confident going into that game. We felt like we were way better than them. Uh, we thought they were kind of overhyped or at times, I guess we felt like that. But ultimately, like they came in and like you said, they beat us. I think they ended up beating us by like 20, but really it was like a 30 point, 30 point game. Like and so they, they just came into our house and really just like shut us up, kind of humbled us. Um, and then we were able to kind of obviously learn from that. Um, and then get better. And then we played them again. We beat them. We we came out really uh, throwing punches. And uh, I think we ended up beating them by like 15. It was a pretty, pretty much like a, wasn't like super close, like most of the game. So that was, uh, that was kind of like, like you said, like it was, it really was our turning point, just kind of like refocusing us 
because uh, we were having a good season. But um, just being able to just like reset that focus and be like, OK, like it doesn't matter if we think we're better or if we are better, like if we come in and we don't have this fight or we don't come in focused, like it doesn't matter. Like we can lose any game. We can lose any game by 20. Um, so that, that really uh, helped us for sure. I know the March Madness tournament is coming up somewhat soon. Um, you guys ended up beating Lipscomb and then going or getting the ticket punch to the big dance. What was that trip to March Madness like and being able to be a part of the first team to ever win a NCAA tournament game for Liberty? Yeah, it was uh, it was super special. I think even looking back on it um, now, it's even more special just because um, our team was uh, super confident and like obviously coming in the next year we 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 had that same confidence that we'd be able to um, get back um, but obviously with COVID and stuff like that it wasn't we weren't able to so just looking back on that experience like it means even more because um, like like I said it was our only time going so I think just just for the first time in the program history like that's it was an amazing feeling just obviously getting there and then obviously being able to uh, kind of shock, shock some people and uh, win a game in there. Um, I think that was just super special for Liberty and just like knowing how Coach McKay came came to the program. Um, I think it was like five years uh, before that and just really just turning the program around and like setting up that culture to um, really be successful. Um, just kind of just pre- preaches towards um, his wisdom and knowledge and Cause I know, I think it was about when Coach McKay got there, they were the youngest team in all of Division One basketball and had lost like 13 straight Division One games or something like that. And yeah. turned it around to being a one of the mid-major powerhouses in the country, which is really yeah. awesome. So kind of going off of that question some people would say that the 2019-20 liberty flames was one of the best um, basketball teams in the program history you guys had caleb holmesley who's balling out in the g league bubble currently you had georgie pacheco ortiz who's played professionally in puerto rico and mexico and mayo baxter bell and yourself as well all of those players were instrumental in bringing the program to where it is today and even though the 2020 season didn't end how you guys expected or wanted how cool was it to have your last collegiate game ever to be the final game ever in the vine center and get a win over Lipscomb to at least get a bid for the NCAA tournament. Yeah, it was uh, it was awesome experience. We kind of felt like we were kind of cheated the year before because um, just winning at Lipscomb and stuff, we didn't really have that. We had a lot of fans at the game, but we didn't have that like kind of like um, uh, court stormy, I guess, that we had uh, at home. Um, I think that was that that was one of my favorite times, just at Liberty, just being able to uh, hoist that trophy with with the school um, and just like really just be able to um, kind of feel like we were, we were all together at that point and really just doing it all for the same, for the same reasons um, and how our fans helped us get to that point. Um, And just, it was, uh, it was super, super awesome for sure. Just, being with everybody that the team like all, all the work that we put in but then also just like being able to share that with um the student body that had uh, supported us throughout the season and um everything so that was it was awesome that's awesome yeah that place was absolutely slammed for that game <laughs> it was awesome 
So the team lost four of their leading scorers from a season ago, which was about 70 to 75% of their offensive production. And they just yesterday won another regular season conference title, again, on the road against a very tough Bellarmine team. I know that probably doesn't really surprise you what they've been able to do this year, but what does that say about the program and the culture that Coach McKay has built there? Yeah, I mean, uh, it speaks speaks volumes. volumes uh for for him as a coach um he just really just knows how to create that culture of team um and he recruits guys that will buy in and it's just just being in that um family is just it's different um like i said i've been in other or other teams and stuff like that but it's just different at liberty those guys will be my brothers forever um so like uh, like you said like i'm not surprised i will say that i didn't think that they would be as good as quick um, at the beginning of the season, they won a few games where I was kind of like, oh, wow, like coach got them right pretty quick. I'll, I'll say that I, I thought that they they definitely would win this win the regular season. Um, but like I said, I think originally I kind of ha- was thinking that it would take a few a few games just to kind of get some of the young guys acclimated and stuff like that. But um, they really did a good job of just being ready for the season. And just with some of those guys that I've played with, just being able to see them get their second or third um, championship for the regular season, um, it was it was pretty 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 awesome and message those guys and just uh congratulated them um there it's a, it's a special it's a special family for sure that's awesome and kind of going back to what you said at the beginning of the year they had some tough power five games like right out yep. of the start of the season and they were able to split the two out of the four with what they want beat south carolina and mississippi, TC, state. mississippi state that's right and then they also had another game on the road against mizzou which they didn't end up winning but they're a top 25 team and they played mm-hmm. pretty competitively for most played of really the well, yeah. game so it just speaks volume to what they've been able to do. Kind of switching gears a little bit, when the season got put on pause, how did you spend your time during the initial quarantine and like retraining or like what were you up to? Yeah, so knowing that it was a potential that I could go over uh, go overseas or maybe get a tryout somewhere. I didn't really know exactly what was happening with COVID. So I didn't know when things were going to start. Um, so I did take a little bit of time off just to kind of like rest my body um, and mind and just kind of like, reset but also didn't want to take too much time because like i said i didn't know exactly what was going to happen um so i kind of just like at liberty when i was there um they had like a schedule where we could um come in the gym and get and work out on our own and stuff like that uh so that was something that i made sure to made sure to keep doing um and then when i went down to florida i had like i worked out outside on different courts that we had there uh, and then had like some one-on-one stuff uh, inside indoors uh, occasionally and stuff like that. But uh, yeah, it was uh, it was definitely a crazy time um, just because all the most of the gyms were closed for a while there. So had to had to get creative on how I was gonna stay in shape and uh, continue to uh, work on my game and everything. So kind of switching gears again a little bit. How has the transition been for you to living in a foreign country? Have there been any like language barriers or stuff like any like culture shock moments that you've had to get used to dealing with? Um, I would say yes, for sure. There's been uh, a lot of just differences. I think the language barrier is definitely there. Um, I mean, I kind of thought coming over that if I spoke in English, like everybody would just be like, okay, like, we'll like respond right back in English. But it's definitely not like that in most scenarios. Um, Obviously, the players 
speak uh, great English and everything like that. But definitely just like going to the grocery store, like I'm not going to ask somebody, hey, do you know where this is at or anything like that? Because most of the time they're not going to either not going to understand or it's just going to be a lot of a lot of work trying to do. Uh, and I think that has to do with a little bit. Um, Geeson's kind of like a smaller city. Um, so some of the other cities um, are kind of have a lot more tourism and stuff. So people people do speak better English over in those areas and stuff. But um, yeah, language barriers for sure. Um, just and then also just like, I guess, different different food, different types of food. Um, not as much, no, like, uh, restaurants that we're really like used to, except for like a couple of like fast food places. But, um, so just like in general, yeah, it was, it was obviously a lot of differences, but, uh, we worked on, worked on adjusting to those and just, uh, yeah. So what was it like for you to sign the first like professional contract? Was it kind of like a surreal moment for you? Yeah, it was, uh, it was definitely special. Um, that little process of just like talking to a few teams, um, kind of felt like I was back coming out of high school, um, trying to pick my college, but obviously at a, a bigger and much more, um, uh, a much greater stage. Cause that's leaving the country. It's not just like leaving the state. So, um, and obviously, uh, with having my wife and, uh, her being pregnant and stuff was a huge factor and stuff like that. But, um, but yeah, I mean, I still remember we were, uh, we were at, Chewy's um, down in Florida and kind of ate there, had like a little celebration party uh, with uh, both of our families um, and then signed a contract afterwards. So that was definitely a special time just to be able to do that with both of our families and uh, just have those memories together. What has been the biggest adjustment to going from playing collegiate basketball to professional basketball? Um, I would say the the speed, especially just because playing at Liberty, we were uh, super, super slow pace here. We're trying to kind of get up and down the floor. Um, obviously a lot more points scored uh, over here and stuff like that. Teams are scoring 80 to 100 as opposed to like us giving up 55. Um <laughs> So it's definitely a lot faster paced and obviously the shot clock is 24 instead of 30. So that, that, uh, definitely plays a role. Uh, but also just like physicality, I would say it's, it's a different type of physicality. Um, it lets you play through, uh, a little bit more like on moving, uh, a little bit more on moving screens and, um, just like small stuff like that. Um, but it's definitely more physical, but, and it's just, a it's just, a, like I said earlier, it's a, a good league with a lot of talented players. And, um, so yeah, it's just a little bit of an adjustment, but, um, I th- think, uh, overall it's, it's been pretty good. Are like a lot of the people in the league German or is it like a mix or? Yeah. So the, the way it works, um, in the BBL, uh, every team gets six, foreign players so normally it's americans but like yesterday we played against uh they had a lithuanian so if it's if he's non-german he has to uh count towards a uh, uh, import players what it's called so usually it's like six and six or something like that what does a typical game day look like for you and then is there a ton of travel that's required to play the games that you guys are playing uh, yeah, so normal game day. We just had a game yesterday. Uh, we had a later game. A lot of the games here kind of like at eight, like eight thirty, um, which is pretty late. Um, so we'll have a shoot around earlier in the morning, and then I'll come home, uh, eat lunch, and then kind of just like hang out with my family, and then have like a smaller pregame meal, a cup like 
uh, three and a half, four hours before the game and then head over to the gym uh, two hours earlier and then get some shots up and start warming up and everything and then come back and eat some more again. But uh, not too, nothing too crazy. For us, uh, we're kind of like right in the middle of Germany. So that's kind of good. Like our farthest drive is probably like six hours. And because of how long our season is, um, it's actually normally we only have like one game a week um, or some some stretches we'll have two. And then in December, it was kind of crazy. We were having like a game every every other day, almost <laughs> every third day. We drive to all of our games. Um, normally, if it's if it's over like four and a half hours, we'll stay the night the night before. But if it's closer, normally we'll drive up uh, the day of the game for away games and stuff like that. So the travel is not too, too bad because like I said, we're, we're pretty, pretty central. So it's not, it's not bad switching gears again a little bit what was it like to become a dad for the first time oh man it was a it was amazing um that whole experience uh was i mean honestly it's just just crazy she's the sweetest thing that um that we've ever seen and just ever been around just because she doesn't she doesn't know how to do anything and we're just kind of like there to or here to uh like do whatever she needs and um yeah, she's a, she's the cutest and sweetest thing. Yeah, life changing for sure. <laughs> That's awesome. everything. Everything that everything that people told me about. Um, oh, you're having a daughter. Like it's gonna change your life. Just like that. That relationship's gonna be just so much different than anything you've had. And they they were all right. It's it's a uh, it's amazing for sure. So now we'll just do a couple quick getting to know you questions on that. All oh, right. So do you have a pregame meal or like a game day ritual that you like to do before each game? Nothing too serious. Um, I actually just started to uh, kind of like document what I'm doing on game days. Um, just kind of trying to see what helps make me feel the best. So this last day I had um, just like chicken and rice and um, some zucchini and stuff like that. Um, so I'll probably try to do that again the next game. <laughs> just kind of like, because I, I thought I felt pretty good and stuff. So just kind of nothing really yet. But I will say, though, that maybe after in a few weeks and stuff, I'll probably have a different answer to that now that I'm documenting and just like being intentional about that. I know basketball players like have some shoes that they like to play in. Like, do you have a favorite pair of basketball shoes that you like to use when you're playing? Uh, yes. Yeah, so I used to I used to love the hyper dunks, but. The last like two or three years, I haven't been able to wear them just because of I don't know something with the something with the bottoms and the bubbles. So, uh, but this past year, I've been uh, wearing hyper rises, and I really like those. They're kind of like that type of dunk, or kind of kind of like the hyper dunk. But um, yeah, I really like those. And then also probably my favorite shoes, just based off of like look and feel and everything. They're a little bit heavy, but um, still the the LeBron Seventeens. Uh, I got a, I've got a few pairs of those, and um, I really like those for sure. What size shoe are you? Seventeen. Oh wow! <laughs> like, what do you like to watch on TV if you're not watching like basketball or something sports related? Uh, yeah. So, really, just. Uh, my wife and I will just try to find something on uh, Netflix or something like that. Uh, actually, recently, I guess my answer to that would be uh, I've been watching a lot of like Dave Ramsey uh, YouTube stuff. <laughs> He's a um, financial, basically just a financial guy. Um, so we've been trying to uh, look at our finances and just make sure that we got everything set and stuff like that. But uh, right now we're also watching a show called Blown Away, which is like a it's like glass blowing competition type of thing. <laughs> So just oh, like, kind of just like, yeah, just like random, random stuff. Um, mostly whatever she wants to watch. 
Yeah. I'll pretty much, I can pretty much get into anything. So do you have a favorite type of music that you like to listen to? Like, what do you like to listen to when you're working out or just what do you like to listen to? Yeah. I, uh, so I really have only listened to, um, Christian, like hip hop and Christian contemporary Christian, more so Christian hip hop and rap, uh, as of recent, um, especially when I'm working out and stuff. So those are like, those are my main, well, really my only genres, I guess I listen to. What's one thing on your bucket list that you want to accomplish? Oh yeah. I was was thinking about this. Um, I would say, uh, for sure. Like, I guess just because of, um, I don't know if this the angle that you were thinking of on the question, but just, I guess, kind of going off of the, uh, like the Dave Ramsey stuff, uh, just being able to, um, really just set up our family, uh, or my family to, uh, just be successful, um, financially, um, in the future, uh, just post post playing basketball and, um, all that stuff. So just making sure that, um, we're being diligent with our money and, uh, still giving and, uh, trying to help others as well. That's awesome. That's a really good answer. What's something that you like to do or as a hobby when you aren't playing basketball? Yeah. So, I mean, obvious answer um is going to be just playing with Mia and uh being with Laney and stuff um but I will say that uh as of recent um I've really start, tried to start journaling um just kind of like writing thoughts down from the day um and uh taking notes on different books that I've started to read um and that's something that I haven't really been much of a book reader or podcast listen to, listening to her <laughs> or anything like that. Uh, so as of the last like couple of weeks and stuff, I've really tried to be intentional about doing that and just uh, being able to take notes on the day and just really just like activate my mind and just be able to uh, actually learn learn new things, especially being out of um, school. Um, I was uh, in mechanical engineering and graduated with that. So just not using my brain as much, I think has kind of been uh, just, it's been different uh, being out of school and stuff. So I just wanted to make sure that I'm still stimulating my brain and uh, working with that and stuff. If you weren't playing basketball and you were pursuing mechanical engineering, like what type of job would you be going after? I think ideally what I would want to do would be to use um, like things that I've learned in mechanical engineering and kind of take that to basketball and whether that's or sports in general, I guess. So whether that's like kind of like a kind of twisting into like a biomechanical engineering or something like that, but just being able to help different athletes by either having new ideas about things that can be built to help them or just like the way that people move and uh, learn from that. Something like that. I think uh, once I'm done playing is something I would, I would still be interested in for sure. Was it difficult to, cause I know mechanical engineering is definitely not one of the easier majors out there. It was hard <laughs> to uh, balance that with also like a full basketball schedule. Yeah, it was, it was crazy. Uh, I would say that without having like my support um, that I had behind me with um, Lainey, my wife, and um, just like different friends uh, in mechanical engineering, uh, namely uh, Zach was my best friend in engineering and he really helped uh, just help me like make sure that I'm doing everything I need to do um, and then just getting in study groups um, and just making sure that I was able to um, make sure that I'm still studying, but also just obviously putting a lot of time into my into my game and just uh, getting and make sure that I'm getting better and really just um, focusing on that career as well. So I know you kind of mentioned you, you mentioned your life verse earlier, but do you have a favorite Bible verse, or would that be your uh, favorite Bible verse? Yeah, I think that would um, that, that's definitely my favorite verse, just because it kind of is so like encompassing 
everybody. Um, and obviously a lot of verses do that, but kind of like my whole thing is like, cause that's like my why, why I play basketball. Um, but that could be anybody's why, like, and in being the fact that you need to glorify God and what you do, um, whether you're like a cashier at a grocery store or like the president of the United States, like whatever you're doing, like it all matters to God. Um, and you can always glorify him and your actions. Um, so that's kind of, that's kind of where that comes from. And just one final one, like if you were to take one memory away from playing at Liberty, what is it? Yeah, I definitely go back to uh, this past season, uh, winning the championship at home and just being able to uh, celebrate with the team, with my family on the court and also just with the student body and um, Liberty just in general, um, especially knowing that that was uh, the last last game with me playing with those players um, and my brothers on the team. And uh, it was it's just especially looking back now it's just me so much more that it, just because it was the last game um but yeah definitely definitely being being there with the with the fans and just uh them for the people that supported us throughout the season and seasons and and past and everything um just getting that uh back-to-back titles for the school and back-to-back uh postseason appearances and the tournament stuff so that that's that's going to be the, the favorite favorite memory for sure hey scotty can you throw out some social media if anybody wants to connect with you and see what you guys are up to over in germany yep um for for me um basically just use uh instagram the most uh, i have a facebook and twitter but instagram's uh pretty much what i'm on the most and that's just uh at scotty james 31 um and then also, my wife has a uh, YouTube channel who's um, and we're kind of just like making videos about our time over here um, and then just our life in general. Uh, so if you want to check that out, um, you can. It's uh, her name's Delaney James on there. And if you're having trouble finding it, if you go to my Instagram link, there's a link to a video that I um, talked about my experience and uh, everything about basketball in my life and um, how I got to where I am today. So that's there's a link in my bio for that. Well, Scotty, thank you for coming on the show today and sharing with the listeners about your experiences playing collegiate basketball at Liberty and professionally over in Germany. I know the listeners will really enjoy it. Thanks for coming on the show today. Yeah, I appreciate you having me. want to thank Scotty James for coming on the show today and sharing about his experiences playing collegiate and professional basketball overseas in Germany. I really enjoyed chatting with him and I hope you guys enjoyed listening to the interview. Be sure to rate and subscribe to the podcast on whatever platform you're listening to it on. Leave a rating and review. Every review helps a ton. Be sure to follow the podcast on all of its social media platforms for the most up-to-date information and content regarding the podcast. I hope you guys have a great week and I'll see you soon with another exciting episode. Ooh.